You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. McGregor versus Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget, hockey and basketball where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. It's the McGregor versus Poirier rubber match. Get in on all the action now. Download the DraftKings app and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser. I'm joined by Nick Floor and producer Pigeon in studio. Nick, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, pretty excited for we got lined up on the docket today for our player review. Oh, Why the fuck you lying? I am excited as well. Martin Jones, Martin motherfucking Jones is the topic of this episode. Uh, some more player reviews coming at you this summer. Uh, it's a shame that producer T is not in the pigeonhole studio today because this, yes. this, this is his favorite player to talk about. Favorite uh, of producer T. Yes, that was producer Pigeon chumming in. Um, yeah, Martin Jones, uh, we've ripped on him all season. I think there's a period of about two weeks where we didn't rip on him and we were kind of neutral. I think, I don't think we were too positive. I think we were neutral, but man, this was a rough year. This was a rough year for Martin Jones. Didn't he get like the, uh, NHL second star player of the week during that? Yeah. You know, when (laughs) absolutely dismantled like the Kings and the Ducks and we were like, Oh, he's good and then we were like buyer beware he's actually trash and then proceeded to be actual trash no exactly and you know when i was doing my research on martin jones just seeing you know if there's any uh big news stories or headlines with martin jones and that was pretty much the only thing that came up he was a i think he was a second star yeah um early on in the season but you know just looking at his numbers at first glance terrible terrible numbers goals against average of 3.28 uh 34 games played 15 wins 13 losses four overtime losses uh save percentage of eight nine six so for on, three years for in three a row years in a row for three yeah, years. i was about to say talk about oh, wow yeah i didn't notice yeah hey there you go um you know, the, know what you're the, the issue though is last year you know his goals against average was an even three and the year before is a 2.94 still not good but a lot better than 3.28 this season yeah that's just like what what can you even say about that honestly that's all that's all you can do you can just wretch and you know what's you know what's really sad about this you know what's the saddest thing at the end of the day he outplayed devin dubnik like he played devin dubnik out of a job here 
Good. Thank God Colorado got him for a deep playoff run, right? <laughs> got him! Yeah, just taking an extra got couple he. looks at his stats this year over the like the last couple of years, they've gotten progressively worse. Over and over and over. <laughs> And, you know, you, you take a deeper look at some of the stats. And one stat that really stood out to me. So this was this is save percentage, but it's based on distance from the net. So 1 to 15 feet, 16 to 30 feet, and 31 feet and over. So if you look at a 31 feet and over, save percentage has been pretty consistent over his career. Uh, 953 this last season, 95, uh, 948 the season before. Uh, 16 to 30 Feet save percentage is pretty consistent as well at the high 80s, 890, 875. But the one feet to 15 feet save percentage this year was 76, 0.76, and last year was 0.82. So in close to the net, Martin Jones is letting up a considerable amount of goals. Uh, you know, when when players are in close, 15 feet or closer, and that's the big difference right now. And and we see it, we see it in Martin Jones, especially late in games when there's a lot of traffic in front of the net and the and the puck is bouncing around. He's having a tough time tracking it, and his rebound control isn't the best. And that's where we see the stat come in, where his percentage, his save percentage, close in, 15 feet or under, has gone down considerably from last season and the years before. Yo, I got one for you guys as well. Um, this is a stat that, like, I- I'm new to the fancy stats Hashtag world. stat guy. Um, this one's called goals saved above average. This is basically oh, no. the, the goals this goalie's prevented, given his I save percentage in shots faced versus the league average save percentage on the same number of shots. Typically, a minimum of four shots face per game in this is needed to be quality so anything above four is like it's a quality goaltender his first season playing 19 games 10.1 so like unbelievable and then 4.6 you know minus two 4.1 okay that's kind of you see that boys the last three years in 2018-19 minus 22.9 to 2019-20 minus 15.0 and this year you know minus 11.7 11.7 again right. it fours the threshold yeah oh my <laughs> fuck man yeah I, and- I spoke to shang about uh if he made if his save percentage was from 896 to 915 it would have been 33 extra saves 33 <laughs> goals decreased like out of their wow. their total goals like incredible so- it's insane that and if we're talking about if we're just going to continue on the beat the dead horse yes here yes beat him my favorite one of my favorite stats i've just recently ran into rbs i was Anyone just about guess? to bring it up i'm yeah. so happy you're bringing this up <laughs> really bad starts <laughs> just really yeah, bad really, starts and look at his percentage though oh my is god that actually the name yes of the it is games <laughs> with it. a save percentage less than 850 850 he had 12 30? His RBS percentage of 35.3%. Let's do the math, ladies and gentlemen. He played 34 games. All right, let's bring the calculator up. 35% of 34 is 12. Yep. In 12 games of the 34 that he started, he had a save percentage lower than 850. That's real bad. That, I, now I know why they call the stat really bad starts. Man, you don't see those goalie stats even in like the USHL. No, it's and I mean at the end of the day, nothing against the USHL. You know, just we, we rip on Martin Jones and all this, but for crying out loud, like the, as a team, how how do you have any chance of winning? 
I don't care what your roster looks like in front of the guy. The guy's not stopping the puck. And you have no confidence in him. That's no, the thing. Like, zero. no wonder this defensive core, despite some of the offensive stars there, can't play any type of their own game because they're always thinking defensively. You know, if they actually yeah. had some confidence in their goalie and their peers on the back end, maybe Carlson and Burns would, I don't know, find Did some of their see- old magic. Did you see how different they played when Kojanash came in and became the starter? Yes. They played very differently. The second he made, after the first game, because the first game was, oh, look at the jitters in my first NHL start, you know? <laughs> Pretty much everybody. He got about four or five under his belt. Everyone's like, oh, shit. Homie can make a couple saves. Let's go. Fucking A. Right? Yep. And we started like, we actually won a game. He He made amazing saves on a couple of really good teams. We need that. You need that moving forward. Martin and, Jones is going to get bought out. Yeah, and Martin Jones, you know, he's been around too long. That like that trust is gone at, from the players, and I don't think it's ever coming back. Martin Jones comes out, has two, three good months. I don't think that trust is coming back. You know, I, I think at this point it's so, over. Some of the players, you know, those who are really into hockey, because there are those nerds of yes. the sport who play in the NHL. They've already looked up all these stats and they're like, yeah, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, you know, the, the thing with Martin Jones, we've talked about contract issues with this team before and previous player profiles. Three more years left at 5.75 per season. That's a tough one. That's tough. That's, that's harder. That's harder to ship out than Vlasic. Yeah. Yeah. I, like hilariously enough, it is actually more difficult to act, to get rid of that than it would be to get rid of a Vlasic contract. Because as bad as Vlasic was, he's not as bad as Martin Jones. That's just plain and, and simple. He's like C minus serviceable. Where Jones is like, just get him the fuck out. Well, that's that's the thing. And you know, uh, the the buyout doesn't look promising either. Um, it you could know, be the, worse though. It could be worse. So let's take a look at this actually. So the the cap hit. For the buyout in the first year, it would be 1.9. Second year, would be 2.4. Third year, would be 2.9. And that's and the final at- year of when he would be on the roster. So then it goes down yes. significantly. And then after that, you're right. After his contract would technically be over, it would go down to 1.6 until the 2026-2027 season. So, I mean... I guess it is an option. Uh, it is an option for the San Jose Sharks. I don't know if it's the one that they want to take, but at the end of the day, if you want to get this guy out of the roster, are you going to be able to move him? Are you going to be able to trade him? And we've talked about this before, Nick. Do we even have the assets that it's going to take to get rid of a bad contract? And to that, I say no. No. Uh, Shang and I talked about it when we get our uh, our whole season review. Uh he thought he's going to get under some scrutiny for this, and I'm going to reiterate what he said, and I agree completely. Martin Jones would be a really good backup goaltender. Yeah, he would. But no, not for I, that price. Exactly. So, and that's if, nothing. Hey, that's not that's not taking anything away from backup goaltenders. Every team needs a solid backup. That's what the role that Martin Jones is probably going to fill moving forward. Yeah, and I'm, he doesn't have much of a choice, honestly. If he wants to continue to play in the NHL, that's going to where he's that's going to be where he is. Um, I see three ways this is going to play out. Honestly, it's going to be either a full buyout and then he signs with a team at a very, very discounted rate, probably league minimum, just based on the goaltending pool that's out there and free. He's made his money. He's made his money. Yeah, he's made more than enough. (laughs) Um, They're either going to have to offload assets like what we talked about in the Vlasic episode where they're going to have to get rid of a prospect or a promising young player to get him off the books as well. Or they can find a way, I don't want to say finesse, but it would be a finesse if you can find anyone to trade for that contract. 
instead of taking the buyout cost and spread it over six years, you retain a specific portion of that salary. That is an option. Trade him to a team that would be willing to give him two point seven five as a backup. If you retain three million of the two point seven five, that's if you're okay with holding on to three million dollars for three years. Because the $3 million is going to be the exact same cap hit in the 2023-2024 year. So are you okay with holding on to $3 million for an extra two years if it means saving 1.6 over the final three? Well, and at, also at the end of the day, you got to consider, are we even going to be competitive in the next three years? Will that money even really matter that much at the end of the day? So I do think it is worth it to get rid just get that contract out of here, not do the buyout, because as you know, the buyout just, it just drags the process along. And even at 1.6 million, we've talked about before, that's considerable money. Uh, you could sign a depth player with that. You can, you know, that might be the $1.6 million that's holding you back from maybe signing a top end player. So I, yeah. I think it is worth, you know, exploring options to move Martin Jones via trade. So we, we talked before we wrap it up on Martin Jones, because I know there's not much more that we can bash on him about because pretty much every <laughs> stat sheet does it for us. If you, I spoke about them possibly trading him off. What do you think? Cause we spoke about the Vlasic one before. What do you think a feasible, not like an outlandish cost would be? Obviously, we can overpay for someone to take him. What do you think would be a fair trade option to send him to a team that was, let's say, eliminated in the second round and had a very good team in front of them, and they have guys who are coming off the books? So I, what the team that I would look for a trade with, I would look for a team that has a bad contract that's coming up that's expiring in one or two years. That way you save a year, even if you're taking back more money. And, you know, I've brought up this player before, Louis Erickson. You look at the Vancouver Canucks, and I don't know, you know, he probably is not, the Vancouver Canucks are probably not the right spot for Martin Jones. But if you look at a situation like this where Louis Erickson has two years left on his contract at $6 million, it might be worth making a swap there. You know, you might get take more cap on. You're going to take on, you know, $600,000 in cap. But at the end of the day, you're rid of that contract a year earlier. You don't have to deal with the buyout and you're done with that contract. I think that's the kind of deal that the Sharks have to make. Even if they have to give up, let's say, a fourth or a third round pick to make up for that, you know, small difference in value for those players. I think that's what you go for. That way you're not giving up a second, a first round pick just to get rid of this guy. And I think uh, to kind of reinforce that, cause I never even thought of that as an actual option, but to reinforce that as an option, if you look at the possibility of Seattle selecting Braden Holtby during the expansion draft as one of their goaltenders, um, you could easily now you're you're filling a void because I believe Thatcher Demko is still a feasible starting option for Vancouver. So 100%. to get a well, I don't want to say a well price, but if you have to end up taking something here or there as a backup goaltender for Martin Jones, you're also getting rid of the Louis Erickson contract. You can qual- you can put your qualifying offers to Pedersen to all these other guys that are getting hit free agency soon. Jim Benning, do the right thing. Well, honestly, though, uh, Jim Benning's probably looking at this deal for Martin Jones at five point seven five, thinking it's a fucking steal. So, I mean, you can probably you can probably ship off to Vancouver pretty easily. Jimbo likes those big deals. He's like, no, no, we love Louis around here. Take someone else. Take that Brock Besser guy. He fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm looking through like the, the and it's it's a short list here, but like the NHL's worst contracts, and oh, there's not a lot of options for that scenario. Like, I I would love to see it, but a, a player with a bad contract with less term. <laughs> 
They all got more term. Like I'm looking at like the Jeff Skinners, Ryan Johansson. How about like, I'm thinking of one player? How about what, what does David Backus still have? Is, or is he still? I think he has one year left. Yeah. So that's, he's he's the kind of player. He's one year left at six mil. Okay, maybe that won't work, but that kind of scenario. He might have retired though. This he year. might have. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. And but. you know would be the perfect player, but it just the team will not allow it because of the cap is Andrew Ladd. For the island, yeah, like, that would have been the. I think he has two or three years left, and you know there were there were rumblings of actually a Zach Parise move that would send him to the Islanders, and the Wild would take you know Andrew Ladd's cap to get again that contract off the book. So the Minnesota Wild actually tried to do what you guys were talking about with Parise with the team that I didn't even expect it to go down with in the you know the capped out Islanders. Yeah, looking through think... this list, I mean, is, did Brett Seabrook retire? Because that could be one. Um, but that's I, another one. He's kind of like Bacchus, where I, he had one or two years left. I'm not sure if he retired or if yeah. he's just on long-term injury reserve. But well, that's the only other player I could think of that would work in this scenario. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to lie. I didn't really do my research beforehand on those possible scenarios. That's what I'm here for. But, yeah, there you go. I uh, did a half-assed job there. Um, <laughs> Shout out Bleacher Report. <laughs> Shout out Bleacher Report. He retired. Wait, is he retired? But, you know, and I mean, hey, maybe it's not one player. Maybe it's one or two bad pieces. Who knows? I think. I just think that you got to be creative and you got to try different things, especially with a contract like this. That's what Doug Wilson's going to have to do to get rid of it. Let's, uh, let's get to our final report card for Martin Jones. And uh, this is not, this is not a good one. I think um, I was pretty friendly here. You know, you know, the, the parents are getting a call from the teacher here saying, yeah, your, your kid's not moving on to the next grade. Um, I'm going to give Martin Jones a, a D minus. I don't even know if that's an actual grade, but I'm going to give him a D minus Nick D minus is a grade. Okay. What, what is also a grade, and I've experienced it watching it on my brother's report card. That's an F+. <laughs> F+. <laughs> Your brother got an F+. Plus? My brother got an F+, plus in P.E. How do you get an F or an F+, plus in P.E.? Did you just not go? Just did not go. <laughs> See, that was Except the only the class. Final bit, the final P.T. test. He went for the final That's P.T. Hilarious. test. And he's like, you don't meet the attendance requirements, but you did the P.T. test, so I gave you an F+. Plus. I mean, he, he, producer Pigeon, um, our last semester in high school. Yeah, by the way, Dylan and I went to high school together. So. Yeah, we went to high school. So I think my last semester, I had two spare blocks. I had P.E. and I had English. Never went to English. My last, you know, six months of school was going to school and playing, you know, going in P.E. Playing, playing floor hockey with the boys. It was a good time. Floor hockey, dodgeball. I learned a lot. It was a real educational experience. Ping pong and wrestling. Shout out Mr. Yams. Mr. Yamamoto had us uh, playing rugby for about three months straight. Uh, broke couple, my hand first, first broke, week of Broken school. hand, broken nose. I think there's a broken toe as well. Um, the no wrestling sh- was the best because some kid shit himself when I took him to the mat. Yes. Wow. Um, so That's anyways, story. there you go. Um, a, D mi- a D minus and an F plus for Martin Jones. Um, and somehow he got into some kid shitting himself. I found the contract, <laughs> by the way. It's uh, Miko Koskinen. Miko Koskinen. Oh, Another yes. shitty goalie, but with yes. only two years that's, left. That's, that's, that's why we have this producer. That's the kind of deal I think you got to look that's at the one. for Martin Jones. Or... Dare I say Milan Lucic? <laughs> okay, that's a little too far. That's a that's a good point. Still got two podcast. more years left too, though. Uh, boys, let's give a last shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at dyl underscore thpn. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod, and you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Nick, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick Floor underscore. And I don't think we're gonna have anybody like DMing us to tell us their grade because it's pretty much going to be a consensus shit show. So yeah, I, I think they're all going to agree with us on this oh, one. No, the F plus that's pushing it. Yeah, that F plus is, is pushing a bit. But I think that's 
better than no, no it's still worse than the d minus though yeah. d minus is above f plus he got an f in my mind yeah yeah no plus is, is yeah okay there we go uh pigeon what's your twitter handle? producer underscore pigeon all right folks uh thanks for listening once again let us know what you think of our grades dm us tweet us uh rip on us i don't think you're gonna do that about this one like we uh just mentioned with martin jones